Hi everyone, Noor Tagori here, and you're listening to In Progress, An Imperfect Journey Navigated. And this podcast is presented by Girlboss Radio in partnership with Toomey. So over the course of 10 episodes, we will be going on a journey together. We'll be deep diving with the best and the brightest female founders, entrepreneurs, and creatives out there, and offering you the motivation you need to transition from where you are to where you want to be. These brilliant women, and I mean brilliant, will be dishing out real-world advice for self-development on the go so you can dare to change direction and so you can live a more fulfilling and productive life. You know, the life you deserve. Let's go. Today we are talking about working smarter, not harder. It's easy to feel more productive when you're working yourself to the bone, but... Is that really what's best for the turnout of your work? Not all the time. And this is something that I'm incredibly excited to talk about because I have also struggled with just putting a hundred things on my to-do list and wanting to cross out every single thing, but also feeling kind of lousy at the end of the day because I feel like there was just more to do and I didn't put in 110% into every single task. Today we're talking with Zerna Surti, who is the founder and editor-in-chief of Tonal Journal, an independent annual book series celebrating women of color. She also owns Tonal Studios, which is an LA-based creative studio. Welcome back. Thank you. So are you excited or nervous to talk about this? Both. Both. And <laughs> do you feel like you work smarter and not harder? Depends on the day. Depends on the day. So we're establishing from now that it's okay if some days you work a little harder and not as smart. Absolutely. But we're getting there. It's all in progress. Ooh, I see what you did, did there. Did you see that? I just dropped the I like that. that. I'm so great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how often do you feel overwhelmed during the week? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if you guys haven't noticed, this is a very honest podcast, so we're just going to keep it real with you. None of us are perfect, and we're all a work in progress, and this is kind of our truth. Yes. So what does feeling overwhelmed look like to you? I think a lot of times I'll manifest it in ways that I don't even realize at first. So it'll be like I'll lash out, or I'll get really frustrated about something, or I'll get upset. Um, And so for me, the biggest thing is like pinpointing The fact that I'm overwhelmed. Very general. Super self-aware, though. Yes. So I think that's the first part of it is, okay, I'm overwhelmed. Got it. Which is a really hard place to get to sometimes. Yeah. Um, And then figuring out exactly why. And normally it's pretty obvious once you're like, okay, no, I'm overwhelmed. But like, what is that little thing in the back of your head that's really overwhelming you? So I think it's figuring out what that is and then tackling that problem first. What does it look like when you're trying to figure out what that one point is? Normally I know what it is. It's just me being honest with myself. When you get to that point where you realize, okay, hold up a second. This is why I'm feeling this way. This is why I'm on edge. How do you press that restart button? So what I really try to do is figure out what is what the cause is, you know, what I'm overwhelmed about. Normally it's, you know, a a piece that I'm working on, a project that I'm working on, something that I just quite can't get a handle on. So it's figuring out what that is and then it's figuring out what resources I have to fix that. So if it's a story that I just haven't connected with yet that I'm supposed to be writing, maybe I need to 
do more research. Maybe I need to do a follow-up interview. Maybe, you know, I need to relook at the creative and figure out what will inspire me about that. Mm -hmm. And one thing I also try to do is figure out the core of every project and what's good about it. So if I'm writing a piece, it's like, I'm probably writing a piece on somebody that's really inspiring and amazing. And the things that they're doing are incredible. So that's what I need to focus on. I don't need to focus on like how many words or all these little things because I think everything comes together when you figure out like the good in what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like just being intentional about your work and then having that intention be the place that you go back to. Yes. Ooh, that was perfectly said. I always, before I like work on a really big project or before I take a trip, I always set an intention. And sometimes that intention can be something that's superficial, like, okay, I'm stuck on a story idea or I'm trying to figure out a story idea and I'm going to Joshua Tree for the weekend. My intention for this weekend is to get inspired and find what that story is. And just putting that intention out there, I feel like the answers always come to you. I love that. Totally. And so even like being super honest with you all, even when I started working on this podcast, it like came as such a blessing because before I had set this intention of, okay, I really want to get on top of this message that I was always used to talking about with like self-realization and authenticity and being like on top of yourself in the journey of life kind of thing. And I was kind of in a rut in a dark place. And I think that aligning myself with, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And then one day we get an email about this podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need right now. And it'll be perfect for me to do this because I'm in a place that needs this. So I'm just like all of you who are listening. But going into like these conversations with you and with the other amazing women we've been talking to, it's really been like, okay, what's my intention for this episode? What's my intention for this conversation? What are we getting to? And it allows you to hush all of the like outside noise and stay focused and, and essentially work smarter because you know what your mission is. Yeah, I think that we all get caught up in this like work, 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 work. We're also really taught in Western society that just like the harder you work, the more you work, the more hours you work. Oh my gosh. That's not how it, like when I go back and visit my family in India, I was just um, lucky enough to go to Europe recently. And those cultures are so different because they shut off. Oh, I'm so happy you brought this up. I recently watched Eat, Pray, Love for the first time. <gasps> the best. Yeah. Not too totally, basic. But, but yeah, it's still super basic. I love it. I know. But do you remember that scene where she's in Italy and there was literally an Italian phrase that mm-hmm. talked about like just being and existing. And he was talking about how Americans, you know, we're always just like obsessed with work, work, work. And we never we, we always feel like we need to deserve a break mm-hmm. instead of just giving ourselves a break because we're human. And I. That was so profound to me. And then a couple weeks ago, I was in the Sahara Desert in Morocco and casual, cash, totally cash. So my husband's family, um, his dad's family is from Morocco and his mom's family is from Massachusetts. And one of his extended cousins was on the trip with us. Right. So we're sitting in the car and we're driving through the desert. It's the most surreal experience. And his cousin Johnny is sitting in the front seat and then the driver is, they're having like this banter back and forth. And I'm like, I could be, I'm, I could just like laugh so hard. I actually have this on video. Um, and 
they pretend to switch places. So his cousin Johnny pretends to be Moroccan and then the Moroccan driver pretends to be American. <laughs> the driver was like, oh, so I, I want to take a trip to Morocco. You know, in America, we just work, work, work and I just need a break. I just need to relax. And it was just so funny that this guy who's from, born and raised in the Sahara Desert knows that that is the mentality of Americans, that like we are just known around the world to work ourselves into the ground and and not give us the breaks that as human beings we deserve and that we need. And it was hilarious. Like I was crying. I was laughing so hard, but it was so profound. And I was just like, oh my yeah. gosh, is this what people think of us? And it's so true. And I still think that that stigma, it's still hard to say those things even on something like this, where like most people just want, most people in America just want that. They want to know that you're just working like a thousand hours a week. Otherwise, like you're you're not good enough. Right. Which is just so not true. And I really do find inspiration in the breaks. And something I've worked on really heavily over the past year is work-life balance because totally. your your work is nothing without your life. And and for me, vice versa as well, in a way. But like, yeah, we're just so known for that. Yeah. And people, whenever I go visit my cousins in India and if I'm doing something, they're like, why are you working? Like, you're here. Why would you need to work? Yeah, totally. And we also don't have that absolute cutoff that a lot of other countries have. They really do, um, like a lot of people really do completely check out for two weeks. Whereas for us, checking out is, okay, I'll check out, but um, I'm still going to check my email in the morning and at night yeah. just so that I feel okay. Like, it's never a complete checkout. Yeah, I mean, that kind of, I mean, I had like an away mess. I was in Morocco for three weeks, but I was still checking my email every right. second I could because there was just so many things going on and it just, uh, yeah, it becomes one of those things. However, there are really big companies and businesses who have tapped into the fact that a lot of the times the creativity and productivity necessary for the growth of your business comes from really having those breaks because a lot of the times ideas are birthed there absolutely in that space not in the space of your office or not in the space of like your work desk at home that you know allows you to be productive but those the places that you want to really like get the most creativity out or get the most potential out are in the places where you feel kind of peace and you've put that intention out there yeah that's when I came up with the idea for tonal journal was um I actually had just finished at Nasty Gal. I was going to an agency the week after and I had one week in between. And I went home to visit my parents and it was the first time that I wasn't a slave to my email, to you know my phone. I was just really able to sit back and think about what I wanted to do in an ideal world. And that's when I came up with it. So I think you also have to that give- That one week. Yeah, that one week. See, that's like incredible. It's I think like, it was like the next day, to be honest, because I was flying home to hang out with my because parents. Because you finally have like a clear mind and yes. you're not just bouncing off mm -hmm. a million places in your own mind. And so we're going to take this to a little bit of a scientific place. But Let's take it. Studies have shown that switching between tasks can eat up a lot of your brain's bandwidth and overall processing power. Do you personally find this to be true? And if so, how do you combat the urge to constantly multitask? Yes. Yeah, so um, I mentioned this before. I really was such a multitasker and I was doing way too much at once and I wasn't focusing enough on each task. And for me, I've always found that the most successful people I've met, when they talk to you, even if it's just for a minute, they always make you feel like you are the only person in the room. Mm. They are engaged. They are there. And then they move on to the next thing. And I, I really saw that a lot in the successful people that I was meeting. So 
I started to really separate out my tasks and work on each one individually. And I also found that when I was showing up to meetings and and to connect with people and I was fully there, I wasn't thinking of a million other things. I was also showing them more respect. Mm. I was more engaged and I was just really present. Whereas before I would have been meeting with them, but still was like doing a hundred things in my head. Yeah. So it's definitely been a practice. I don't think it's something that is like I've completely mastered by any means, but it's really something that I've been practicing and working towards because it helps me work way, way smarter. More, smarter. Yeah. Well, way it smarter. also seems more like the way that you were describing it made me think of the word investment and I feel like it becomes an investment for you to prioritize and separate tasks that way because when you are investing in that relationship whether it is a one minute conversation people are going to remember how you treated them and how you talked to them and then later down the line whether you're continuing to cultivate that relationship or you're looking for an opportunity or whatever like those are the, the things that stand out as opposed to like doing a million things at once where you get the immediate result that you need mm-hmm. however low quality and nothing has that much focus and you feel more productive I think when you have invested 110% of yourself in each task you're doing Mm -hmm. and I think that's a huge part of like figuring out what you really love to do because then you could really dedicate your time to each one of these things and you really care about them totally it's really easy to when you get in kind of a rut and you're just going through the motions to just multitask and just try to get everything done (laughs) half-assed but when you really love your work, really sitting into each thing is really important. Yeah, 100%. You talked about your to-do list and we bonded (laughs) over our to-do lists. Nerds. Totally, but also (laughs) extremely productive nerds. Yes. And I wanted to ask, I'm curious about the way that you manage your lists and the way that you manage your tasks. Are you the type of person that eats the big frog first where you take on the biggest task first and then you do the little tasks or do you do a bunch of little tasks and then get to the big one at the end how do you manage that now I'm having to like really think about it I think I do the little ones first so I can cross them all off okay (laughs) because I love the cross off I love the cross off it's just so rewarding so if it's like it doesn't make you more than <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, I can do that. Like, yes, it does. Because when I get all those little things out of the way, then I can focus on the bigger things. Yeah. Um, and so I do just like to get a lot of the the more mundane things just really quickly done, especially if they're administrative. Like it just kind of gotta knock them out. In Progress is brought to you in partnership with our friends at Toomey, who, as it just so happens, just launched the most gorgeous line of handbags. Yes, they're still making their super sophisticated luggage, but these bags are bringing a modern timelessness to your every day. Whether you're on the hunt for something in a luxurious leather or a go with the flow kind of nylon bag, these bags are specifically designed to go wherever you do, Whether it's to the office and then to the gym or before a meeting, heading straight to dinner or anything else your day might throw at you, there's a perfect Toomey bag for the journey you are on. Check them out at www.toomey.com. What actions do you take in order to combat feeling overwhelmed? So you're in a point in your week, say it's Wednesday, Wednesday's hump day, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh my gosh, how is half of the week over? I have so much to do before this weekend. Otherwise, I'm going to be thinking about this all weekend. This is my game plan. 
So when I was at my last full-time job, I was working nine to five there. I had five freelance clients and I was working on tonal in the evenings. So I felt really overwhelmed. That was like a very overwhelming. That doesn't seem overwhelming. And I really had to be, I had no life. I never saw my friends. I never saw my boyfriend. Like I wasn't talking to my family enough. I was just so busy and I was obsessed with that. Like what we were talking about, that American idea of being so busy. So I really stepped back. I made a whole PowerPoint presentation for my boss and I said, you know, I would like to work three days a week. This is really good for you financially. I will still do all of these tasks. And the person, you know, my assistant editor can kind of come up to the plate, get promoted and do this and you'll be saving money. I'll be happier. Things will be great. And that wow, actually, that's really, yeah, that's like big of you. And it worked. And what was your boss's response great. to that? I mean, he like, we really had to talk through it. It wasn't just like a one meeting and we're good to go. It was like, okay, let's really figure out how this would work because he wanted me to stay on. But he also realized that I needed to grow. And he was a great boss in that way where he really wanted me to grow as a person as well. Yeah. So it was really nice. I ended up doing that three days a week. I pared down my freelance clients and I took, you know, I offered them all, um, you know, I can do much more for you. So I had two clients that agreed to that. So instead of having five smaller clients, I had two bigger clients. And then I had time to work on tonal. So it was, I really separated everything and saw where I was getting the most value, where I was learning the most, what I loved the most, mm. and just like pared it down. That's really smart. That also takes that self-awareness and realization that we were talking about of really getting to that point where you're like, okay, I know myself, I know what I'm capable of, I know how to maximize all my potential, and I know how to stay sane while doing all of it. And there's a brink. Like there really is, like there is a point where you're just like, okay, I can't. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you have any things that you use to work smarter, not harder, which, whether it's like an app or a specific kind of journal, mm-hmm. a website, anything? Yeah, I think there's so many tools. I actually think that kind of on the opposite of that, like things that I tried not to do also in the app world is I move my social media to like the third page of my app. Really? Yes. And I replace where my Instagram was is now Google Maps. So like I randomly just like open Google Maps all the time because my thumb just wants to go and open it because I realized that it was just becoming this this thing that I just checked all the time. So moving the social media was really good. And then replacing, um, like replacing I was, it with the maps. Replacing, yeah, with Google Maps. Um, but yes, I love Asana. As I mentioned, it's a list um, website and app that just makes things really easy and collaborative. I love um, Evernote. It's a really great place for me to keep all of my notes in one place, and I can have different folders, and it's just really organized. Mm. Um, and then I also do have a weekly journal. Um, where I can lay out kind of my biggest tasks of the week because that that really helps me. Um, so I use a ton of tools because especially when you're not working in a corporate environment and you're starting your own business, you really kind of have to establish as best pack practices for you. Yeah. And so for me, those tools are really helpful. What are some of the things that you struggle with when it comes to working smarter? I think it's really easy sometimes to just not see the bigger picture. And a lot of times I want to do kind of like all the fun things first. 
that's not necessarily me working the smartest. Like I don't need to necessarily be brainstorming for three hours, maybe on that specific day. So I really have to look at a list and prioritize what I need to do versus what I want to do, because it's really easy when you're in charge of your time to just sit into everything that you want to do. Mm. Do you give yourself like little rewards throughout the day that motivate you to continue crossing things off your to-do list? Because sometimes you can get to like noon, you say you work 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. So say you get to noon and you're just like, oh, okay, I did so much. Like, do I have to finish this today? So what do you do to reward yourself? Yeah. So normally after three is like when I really go into like my creative zone. So that's like when I really get to work way more on like tonal journal on all the pieces that we're doing like those what I try to do is like get all my stuff really done Mm. so that in the afternoons I can just really like dive into creative that's like a huge thing for me so that is definitely a reward but I think you can also just like you can totally reward yourself by doing interesting things like I try to go to a museum once a month that's not a lot but for me every first Thursday I try to go to a museum so like that's what are a your favorite museums here? I'm I'm like coming from DC and DC is a museum galore, and my husband and I like would go to art museums almost weekly sometimes to get inspired. So I want to know all of the museums. The here. Underground Museum is the most incredible. Really, um, where is that? It's like Mid City. Okay, it is amazing and just a ton of like POC artists, and it, it's just beautiful, and I love it. Um, also, I mean. LACMA and Broad are beautiful. I know that everyone goes to those. They're amazing. You need a lot of time, but you can yeah. read, especially at LACMA. Um, Getty is beautiful. I like but, drove past that. We ha- I had a photo shoot yeah. like right, like a couple houses past it. And I was just like, oh, I need to be it's in beautiful. this place right now. It's awesome. But I think just like doing something to really reward yourself artistically, because it's still, you know, whether it's like going to a museum or seeing a documentary, like these are all really fun things but you're still learning. So I think rewarding yourself in that way is really cool too because it's still productive. Yeah. I think that figuring out productive rewards is always amazing because mm-hmm. you won't feel bad if you like spent two hours watching a documentary. Right. What about people who aren't in the creative fields though? I know both of us are, so it's like kind of hard to tap back into like thinking that way. But how do you feel like people who who aren't in creative fields could also use like to-do lists and the reward system to maximize on what they're doing. Yeah, I think it's figuring out like things that you really love in your life. And for me, I've always been the kind of person, task, reward, task, reward. Ever since I was a kid, if I didn't finish my homework, I didn't want to, you know, watch TV or go play or sing or do do whatever. I always came home from school, did my homework and then got to relax. So I'm the kind of person that always kind of needs to feel accomplished in a way to relax. Um, and I'm okay with that because I, uh, as an adult, I've developed more of a healthy relationship with that. Um, it's not that I need to get every single thing done, but as long as I'm you know, on time and finishing yep. everything, then I feel like I deserve more of a reward. So I think when you're in a field that isn't creative, it's figuring out what you love, whether that means, you know, I'm going to work really smart at work, get everything done by 6 p.m. so I can come home and I can cook and I can feed myself or my family or both, whatever. Um, Or, you know, I can go to that yoga class or, you know, it's whatever you really love to do. I think it's prioritizing, you know, working smarter, not harder in your field so that you can have the time to enjoy those things. And I know we typically throw definitions in the beginning of a conversation, but just based off everything that we've talked about today, 
what does it mean to you to work smarter? For me, it is setting tasks for the day, prioritizing exactly what I need to do and focusing on those things. Like really trying to engage in each one and to not try to do a hundred things, to not try to multitask a million things. It's so things. easy to like take a to-do list yes. that you know needs to be 10 things and then put a hundred things on it and then feel lousy at the end of the day. Yeah, and to really feel true to myself. And when I was doing um, some of the executive coaching, one of the things she said was to pinpoint, you know, things that you might not be so great at. So pinpoint the problem, figure out why you did it, understand that that reason is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then figure out ways to fix it, reconnect with your vision and really figure out, you know, if you aren't getting a task done and if you're just like not getting there, figure out why and what that is inside of you that's really not making it work. Would it be okay if you gave us like a personal example of what that may look like for you? Totally. So even yesterday I was... Um, we had this executive coaching meeting that I set up with my friend and it was um, a couple young female entrepreneurs. And so I was running 30 minutes late um, to an executive coaching thing. It's probably really bad. Um, <laughs> but my excuse for it was my client prior was 20 minutes late for the meeting. So our meeting ran over. And what I should have done is, you know, when we hit our time limit for the meeting said, you know, I have a commitment at 7 p.m. and Unfortunately, I need to leave. But instead, you know, I waited until I was done with the client and I left. So the reason I did that was because I thought that was the best idea. But what I needed to do was to really respect the other people's time as well. Mm. So for me, I just made a commitment that each time, you know, I need to end meetings on time to make sure that I get to the other ones on time because we do live in LA and we need to do that. True that. So um, I'm just, re I recommitted to just staying on my schedule and really um, making sure that I'm not wasting anyone's time and just being really respectful of their time. Amazing. Well, now I'm going to go home and I'm going to think about all of the things that I'm doing wrong <laughs> and pinpoint those and Same. cross off <laughs> all of the excuses that I may have. It's a game changer when you are holding yourself responsible for the good, the bad, and every single minute of your day. Yes. Not easy. Not easy, but it is a work in progress. <gasps> you did it again. I did it again. Oh, and so I think good. we're just going to have to end there because I did it again and I just it's just too good for right now. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Zerna. This was amazing. Thank you. For more information on Zerna Surti, follow her on Instagram at Zerna. That's at Z-A-R-N-A and at Tonal Journal. Her Twitter is also at Zerna Surti and at Tonal Journal. And her site is tonaljournal.com. And if you want to stay connected with me, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Noor, N-O-O-R, and Twitter at N-Tagori, N-T-A-G-O-U-R-I. Can't wait to connect. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of In Progress presented by Girlboss Radio in partnership with Toomey. Be sure to tune in to the next episode to hear more from the brightest minds out there, all bringing the real talk to navigating your life and career so you can really take flight. Because, yep, you already know it's a work in progress. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the 10 episodes.